Hello, and welcome to the Navigating Business Podcast, a podcast for agency owners that dives into the extensive world of advertising and marketing agencies. We talk about topics like finance, marketing, scaling, and much more. And today we're going to talk about LinkedIn, social media, and maybe even a little bit about Hawaii. Here with us today is Mindy Rosser. Mindy helps B2B business owners, thought leaders, and subject matter experts start having great conversations on LinkedIn with their audience, prospects, and peers based on trust, authenticity, and con- consistency. And Mindy truly is an expert on LinkedIn, so we're excited to talk to her. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Nate. So excited to be here today. Yeah. How are you today? I mentioned Hawaii. You live in Hawaii. What's What's the weather like today? I got to ask. It's rough. You know, it's like there's a little mm. bit of an overcast look and, you know, we have, we actually have clouds today. Oh. <laughs> Pull out that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mindy, yeah, like I said, super excited to have you here. I get your newsletter, follow you on social media. So, you know, I'm always getting some really fun LinkedIn insights from you and they've been honestly so helpful for me just to navigate what even to do on LinkedIn, where to go, how to use it to grow the business. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your agency? There's obviously so many agencies out there. So kind of how do you differentiate yourself? What do you do? And yeah, give us that intro. Yeah. So as an agency owner, it's definitely interesting using LinkedIn. I work with a lot of other marketing agency owners, which is super fun because it's like, oh, we kind of speak the same language. I also work with a lot of subject matter experts, a number of SaaS technology companies and professional services firms. So that's kind of where my sweet spot is when it comes to doing programs on LinkedIn. So I pretty much operate at the intersection of where personal branding meets brand awareness, meets marketing, meets social selling. So think marketing and sales, like how do they fit together on LinkedIn? That's really my sweet spot because without one, you can't have the other. And (laughs) as marketing agency owners, we kind of understand the importance of marketing, but you also have to have that sales arm. So how does it fit together in a way that makes sense where people feel comfortable interacting on LinkedIn as well, not feel like you're sales pitching people all the time, which nobody likes to be the recipient of that on LinkedIn. Indeed. Yeah, I think we've all gotten too many unsolicited messages on LinkedIn telling that we're going to get, you know, millions of leads or, you know, something along those lines. So (laughs) how did you become a LinkedIn expert? Where did that come from? Because, you know, there's a lot of kind of self-titled experts or gurus out there, but I feel like you actually do know your stuff. So kind of how did that come about? Yeah, well, it started a while ago. It started about a decade ago. I was actually using LinkedIn back in like the early days. Like, wow, I used LinkedIn back then uh, when we were actually using it to find jobs. So when LinkedIn was more of like a job seeker platform, Mm -hmm. if you were in a career and you wanted to get hired, you use LinkedIn. So at the time, I was really searching to get my dream job before I became an entrepreneur. And I use LinkedIn to start applying for jobs. So I did this thing called a job a day challenge. So every day at 5 a.m. in the morning, I would get up early before my other day job and I would start pitching myself to different companies. And I would look for the hiring managers. I would send them LinkedIn messages. I would tailor my profile based on the job description. Mm. I would send a resume along with that. And so there was kind of like this blend of getting connected with people on LinkedIn, messaging them there, and then also, you know, showing that I had the chops to do the job. So that actually landed me my dream job within three weeks. I was like Hmm. packing up my stuff and moving and it was all based on LinkedIn. And the person who hired me said, yeah, you're kind of, you're kind of young, maybe not completely qualified. (laughs) He's like, but you know what? The way that you reached out to me on LinkedIn was really impressive. And 
I think I want to take a chance on you. And so it was really interesting to me. It kind of opened my eyes to the power of LinkedIn when you do it in an authentic way and reaching mm. out like a human to human, but being clever, you know, being yeah. being thoughtful and standing out as a candidate. So people started coming to me asking, hey, Mindy, you, how, did, how did you land that job? That was really, really cool. Can you help me with my profile? So I started helping people with their mm. LinkedIn profiles, which led to, oh, can you, you also can do this messaging thing. Like, how does that work on LinkedIn? I would actually like to get into conversations <laughs> with my ideal prospects and so it kind of took on a life of its own and I actually left that dream job I like the entrepreneurial stuff much much better mm. and I just started doing it full-time and to this day it's like ugh, I spend 90% of my day on LinkedIn and it's definitely my favorite <laughs> place to be sure yeah that's super cool yeah I definitely feel that as well I mean before I owned the business I remember just seeing LinkedIn as like yeah you put your resume on there you send it out it's just a job seeking site now owning a business, yeah, it's totally such a huge networking tool. But yeah, like you said, there's so many people who are kind of flurrying around in lots of directions, trying to figure out how to use it, things like that. You know, I know you have kind of this philosophy called the mango effect. You have a new podcast coming out April 4, I believe, right? That's correct. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. And that's also called the mango effect. So tell us what that is, what that means. I know it has something to do with some trees in your backyard. Yeah. Tell us about that, what it means for, for business owners. Yeah, so the mango effect actually started. My husband and I were sitting around, and we you can't see it because this is a podcast, but behind me there are some two mango trees. So the one, there's one that's really, really big behind me. And we were we were sitting there just having a really good conversation. We're like, you know, business and life is kind of like a mango tree. Like we because we were watching them. Like we got to watch the entire process. And I'd never seen a mango tree from start to finish or how mangoes happened. Like mangoes are my favorite fruit. And so watching it like every single day as I'm working, like looking out and watching like these little tiny and like right now there's some little tiny mangoes. They're like they look like little little marbles right now on the tree and kind of watching the entire process of mangoes from start to finish. And it reminded me so much of how we do business. And I think a lot of times we hear these success stories where people are like, I made my first, you know, six figures in a year and I was extremely profitable on top of that. And you're thinking, wow, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> I want that. <laughs> and it just seems so unrealistic. And I think when it comes to LinkedIn, people approach LinkedIn with this mindset of, oh, if I, I can either pay to play or I can just get results really fast, I can grow my network, I'll just like spam people connections and I'll have like thousands of connections, people who want to do business with me and it's going to happen like that. And it's just not how it works. And so it it's very much like a mango tree, which it takes so much time for that tree to develop. But then it's like watching the amount of mangoes that come off that tree. You're like, huh, well, I'm glad I didn't just, you know, I didn't, I'm glad I didn't yeah. discount the tree early. It's like, you just have to wait and be patient. And sometimes it's, mm. it's a surprise. Like you're not exactly sure how many mangoes you're going to get each year. But as you know, as entrepreneurs, we know things can be a little bit unpredictable at times, but you know that it's coming because you planted the seed, you watched it, you nurtured the tree. And yes, it took time depending on the tree. It could take 10, 20 years. Business usually doesn't take quite that long, but still it feels like ages when you're getting started. Mm. But if you are patient and you put in the time and you actually nurture that tree, it grows and it produces fruit that you actually enjoy having. And sometimes mm. more than you could possibly want and you're you're sharing it with all your neighbors. <laughs> so it just it just reminded me very much of business in life. Yeah, that's cool. Being a Midwest person, I know you lived in Indiana for a while too. I know yeah, nothing about mango trees. So I appreciate the like botanical side of, of you too. Like how does, how does a mango tree actually work? I couldn't have told you that. So tell us kind of what that means for agency owners. I mean, how does the mango effect kind of play into, in a generic way at least, how they can start to use LinkedIn for 
networking, for growing the business? How can it kind of be that game changer they're looking for in social media? Yeah, LinkedIn is so different from all the other platforms out there, which is why I gravitated towards it. No matter what Instagram or Facebook and all these other platforms, TikTok, (laughs) what they tried to do, it's really not where people are going with their professional hat on. So as a marketing agency owner, you really want people to be in the mindset of doing business when you're interacting with them. Yeah, it's great if you have an Instagram, if you have Facebook, if your people are there, that's fine. But those tend to be much more B2C. And as an agency owner, you're in much of a B2B space. And so the best platform for that right now, until I find something different, is LinkedIn. And it's just because you have the ability to reach everybody that you're trying to reach. Like one of the powerful things of LinkedIn, especially if you use a tool like Sales Navigator, is that you can actually research people inside of your target accounts. You can get like an entire account map of these people. You can reach out to them as a human. You can take an account-based marketing or account-based sales approach using LinkedIn and be very strategic about it versus just like on Instagram, it's it's very much like, okay, I'm just going to post and hopefully something happens. On LinkedIn, you can be very intentional and you can seek out the exact people and they're in the mindset. Everyone expects you to be networking and doing business things on LinkedIn and it's okay. Mm. It's like you actually have more permission to talk business here than you do on other channels. You have a little bit more permission to market yourself to sell on LinkedIn than you do on other channels. It's just because of the platform and the way that it's created and the environment I think makes it really, really special. It's just figuring out how to do it in a way that doesn't feel like salesy or spammy and you know, just pitching people or being lazy. I think a a lot of it is like either don't know what to do or you're like, ah, I just don't want to spend the time. I'm just going to outsource it. I'm going to use an automation tool and just start like blasting uh, people. And the really desperate ones, they'll respond. But those aren't going to be your best customers. You really want to focus on the relationship building aspect to LinkedIn. And it's a long game. It's not a short game. Like I tell people like it usually takes 90 days just to start figuring out if your message is working, if your wow. connection invitations are converting. Sometimes it can happen faster. Sometimes it's like 30 days, 60, but 90 days is where you can really tell if you're getting traction or if you need to adjust and the beauty of it is if you if you are consistent you don't have to be like the the most frequent person you don't have to spend hours a day on LinkedIn but if you are consistent in reaching out getting connected and doing it in a way that feels human you are going to see those long-term results even years down the road from your efforts Hmm. so to ask kind of the you know the flip side of that question LinkedIn can can also be harmful. I mean, I don't know, maybe harmful is too strong of a word, but there's also some some negative parts of it, right? I, I mentioned like all getting the spam requests. You mentioned that as well. What are some, some ways you've seen LinkedIn used poorly? And I'm sure you have so many examples, but what are maybe a couple things that are, you know, real life things that marketing agency owners should be thinking like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't try this or or I should, you know, maybe stay away from this. Yeah, this this will be fun. There are a number of things, obviously. <laughs> One of the things that I have noticed a lot of people trying is trying to game the LinkedIn algorithm by posting things that are really not the best fit for LinkedIn, like stuff that is either too personal or people posting mm. like really dramatic things, like very heart-wrenching things. It's like, oh, you probably should only share that with your family. Or, you know, it, it feels like it's a <laughs> yeah. way to get attention, but right. it's negative. It's not, it's not really positive. So when you're thinking in terms of LinkedIn and posting, 
don't think about just getting engagement. I think some people do things just to get engagement, just to mm. get views. And they're like, well, if I post sure. this, I'll get a lot of likes or a lot of sympathy or a lot of, mm. you know, whatever it is that you're going for. I see puppy pictures, you know. It's like, okay, puppy <laughs> pictures, come on, come on. We know what you're doing here. <laughs> you're gaming the algorithm. I think it's really being thoughtful because you as, a, as an individual and as the person representing your marketing agency, you are representing your brand. And so people are going to perceive your company, even if you're like – even if you have a small marketing agency, it's maybe you and a couple of others, you still need to be really, really thoughtful how you're representing, especially from your personal profile. Some people kind of discount mm -hmm. it or like, oh, I can kind of be a little chummy here. You really need to be professional and think, okay, my personal brand, is it aligned with my company? Is it aligned with our mission? How is this reflecting on my brand, on my company? And is this actually going to attract the right people because you don't want to just get engagement for the sake of engagement or just get more followers just for the sake of more followers. They actually need to be people that are in your market, the actual mm, people sure. that you want to do business with, not just any old people on LinkedIn. So I think that's one big mistake is that people yeah. try to play with the algorithm just to get those engagement numbers up. I think another one is they just don't know how to reach out in a way that doesn't feel like <laughs> salesy or pitchy. Yeah. And it takes a lot of practice. I, I will say, I'm not I'm not going to lie. It takes a lot of practice to get it just right where you feel like, okay, this doesn't feel either too boring or generic, not too personal where I'm spending like 30 minutes researching them and they think I'm a complete <laughs> creepy stalker. And then also it's like, is this actually relevant? Are we actually going to want to do business? Are they going to want to do business mm -hmm. together after this? Or am mm -hmm. I just wasting my time, you know, networking? Because some people will waste a ton of time just networking for the sake of networking. And then you're having calls with all of these people that, Maybe they're sales calls, maybe they're not. You're just kind of getting connected. So it's really being like laser focused and very strategic about how you want to use LinkedIn, what you want to say, and is that going to resonate mm. with your market? So those are a few things that I think people really struggle yeah. with, with you know, getting started on LinkedIn. Yeah, no, that's good. I will say I oscillated between both of those two extremes of not doing the right thing when I started on LinkedIn. I think I got rejected equally well on both of those those terms. So that's funny. That, that's really good advice. So let's say, you know, there's, there's an agency owner. They're kind of new to LinkedIn. There's all these features and pop-ups and things hitting them when they log in. Like, do you want to try this? Do you want to try this? What are kind of, you know, you mentioned a couple of things as far as connecting with people, things like that. What are kind of the first couple of things they should do as far as like setting up their LinkedIn profile even? Like, is it finding some connections? Is it editing their profile in a certain way? I mean, I looked at your profile before this call and you had like a video on your profile picture. Yeah. I didn't know that was possible. So what, what are the things they should be doing, first of all? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think the first thing, like if you are just either getting back to LinkedIn, just starting with LinkedIn for the first time, I would not worry at all about connections at the very beginning. Like, don't mm. worry about that. You want to focus That's on surprising. your profile. Okay. Yeah, so don't worry about the connections. Like, look at your profile and think, okay, I, treat it like you you are a marketing agency owner. Like, you know copy. You know how to write. You know how to attract. You understand all of those same elements. So apply those mm -hmm. same elements that you do for your clients to your profile. And so the key with your profile is you really want to think about going into it with the right headspace and you understand this because this is this is something you do all the time but going into the, the headspace of okay who is my target market on linkedin and you may have multiple markets like you may be working with a lot of different verticals a lot you know it just depends on your agency and how it's set up but think of the primary one like who are you going to focus on next and really put get your head in that headspace and write to them so you're going to want to focus on your headline and your headline you want to get across who you are whom you help 
how you help them, and the results that you generate. And thinking mm -hmm. specifically of that one priority audience. And it, it may be broad, it may be really narrow. Just keep in mind that even if you're speaking to that one audience, you're not necessarily going to turn off all of the other ones that you work with too. Sure. A lot of them will just kind of go, oh, okay, but you also work with these other companies. So don't be afraid to get too specific there. It's better to be a little too specific than it is to be like crazy broad where they're like, okay, you're another marketing agency owner. Fantastic. Okay, moving on. Um, like who do you help? Like you need yeah. to share a little bit of your secret sauce to set yourself apart because there are so many agency owners on LinkedIn. If you do that little extra work, you're going to set yourself apart, especially if you mention like the industries or the types of clients that you work mm -hmm. with or okay. the types of problems that you solve because that's really where you can differentiate on LinkedIn. And that's where people, your target market are going to go, oh, Perfect. You are the right person. You've worked with companies like mine. So that's where you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck is that headline area. And then you're going to want to pay attention to what comes after that. So your about section is very, very important, both from a search optimization perspective on LinkedIn, having the right keywords and phrases in there, and then also from the perspective of telling your story. So that section is really where you want to tell your story, not your company story. And that's something I see a lot mm -hmm. of agency owners do wrong is they put like their company's about page in their own personal profiles okay. about section, which it feels weird for people because this should be more yeah. about you. So make sure. sure to bring in a bit about your company there. You don't want people to go, oh, I, I don't know where they work or what their company <laughs> is about. But you mm -hmm. also want it to be very much about your journey and your story. And then bookend it. So at the beginning, you want to ask like a very thought-provoking question. And because you're in marketing, you understand what a thought-provoking question is for your audience. Like think about like their biggest pain point, um, something that keeps them up at night, you know, all of this typical marketing stuff. Like, okay, what's that one question that you can solve or that one problem you can solve really, really well, lead with that and then like leave a little bit of blank space and then kind of give more about your story and your solution, talk about your journey and then end it with a good call to action and not a bunch of calls to action, like one, possibly two calls to action. Don't put everything in that <laughs> section. I've seen people list that. I'm like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? You want me to call you? You want me to email you? You want me to follow right. you on TikTok? So yeah. just make sure to be very specific about that, but tell your story in that section. And then the rest of your profile is, is also important. I mean, obviously fill in your experience sections but what is going to matter most is what people see at the top so that headline kind of that area the header image your personal profile picture all of that section is going to be very very important to initially hooking people and then the about section should kind of pull them through the rest of your profile so start okay. with your profile and then once you feel like okay it's good enough it doesn't need to be perfect it's always a work in progress and it's a living it's kind of like a living thing you can change it at any time so you're not married to it forever but just once you feel it's good enough then you're going to want to start focusing on building your network growing those connections and focus on your target market if you are below 500 connections, I would actually look for more like friendlies. So people that are colleagues, mm. people you've worked with before, just till you get to that 500 plus number. And then you can go a lot heavier on reaching out to prospects. Yeah, that's great. One thing that I really love about, I don't know if this is a, a normal feature in, in your newsletter, but I've seen it before where you showed examples of people's headlines in different parts of their profile and said, this is really great. This is not so great. And that was a really helpful concrete piece just for me, just to be thinking even like, yeah, I never thought you could do it that way. Like there's some really interesting examples of how people wrote those to kind of stand out and not just stand out for the sake of standing out, but stand out so that the right people are actually looking at, at your profile and, and taking the time to kind of go through that deeper about me section instead of kind of just rejecting it right from the start. So that's a really cool piece. And I'm, I'm sure people can find that if they're following you as well. So thinking about 
LinkedIn, your area of expertise. I mean, do you have any soapboxes right now that you like want to stand on and be like, this is, I, I love this or I hate this? Yeah, actually creator mode, especially thinking of mm. marketing agency owners. Most of you are probably creating a lot of content. And so right now I'm like really heavy on creator mode, like go Go in with creator mode. So creator mode, if you're not familiar with LinkedIn, basically LinkedIn used to be, it used to be like you wanted to post Twitter type posts in the newsfeed to kind of, you know, ask a really thought provoking question and get a bunch of engagements. For a while it was polls. So I would tell everyone, right. you know, post a poll if you want to get some engagement. Those are kind of like, I think people are kind of tired of them now. And LinkedIn right now is pushing very hard on creators. They really want digital creators. They want creators on their platform. I think, hmm. you know, there's probably some thought behind that trying to compete with things like Medium and other long-form yep. content places. They're also pushing their podcast network. So they have recently released like the, the LinkedIn podcast network. So if you're a podcaster, huh. I would definitely check that out. So just kind of type it into Google and look into mm -hmm. that and submit your podcast because you may be able to get a lot more views. So that's that's part, yeah, part of their creator yep. mode. And then also LinkedIn Live. So LinkedIn Live, if you do any type of live streaming, some people will use it with their podcast and like stream their podcast live. But LinkedIn Live is really big right Right now along with the newsletter feature so linkedin has mm. its own newsletter feature basically they're turning articles into newsletter editions so that's a really big deal so if you have long-form content that you can repurpose i would not create specifically for linkedin like i wouldn't think okay i'm going to create this content specifically for linkedin i tend to repurpose content from other places and just use sure. linkedin as more of like an amplifier so don't feel like you have to like oh, have to reinvent the wheel it's more of a place where you can actually you know amplify and put it in to a megaphone, yeah. you know, like blast it out there, but right. do it in a smart way. Um, and this is a really good way. I've noticed a lot of people engaging more with the longer form content, even things that are like 10 minutes long. Like I will post newsletters that are, you know, the read time is eight, nine, 10 minutes and people love them. And it's like, yeah. huh. but if you make it easy to read, they can just scan it. It's not like it's going to actually take them 10 sure. minutes to read. So if you have content from elsewhere that you have not shared to LinkedIn, so you're like, oh, I don't know if I should post my blog here. I would repurpose and post it as like a LinkedIn newsletter. So turn on creator mode on your profile and check out the features because it is, it's definitely a good way to set yourself apart, build a personal brand and also kind of get known on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's great. I will be honest. I have seen that toggle on my profile before and I was scared about it. So yeah, yeah thanks for the explanation. It's good to know that there can be some, some good from that. So Obviously, there's so much more you could share about LinkedIn and go to LinkedIn. You can find Mindy there. And then you also have a great newsletter. How do people sign up for your newsletter, Mindy? You could just head to my website, um, MindyRosser.com, okay. and you're going to pop up right away. Okay, cool. And then we have the podcast coming out April 4, which is so soon. So that's cool as well. So if you want more LinkedIn content, follow Mindy because she will, she will tell you everything you need to know about it. She also has all the other social media handles, of course, so you can find her there. I did notice she had a TikTok. I checked it out. It was cool. She was deadlifting like a lot of weight. I was very impressed. But Mindy, to finish up here, as an agency owner, any kind of strong lessons or experiences that you think of like over your time being an agency owner that you're like, man, for other agency owners, this is something that either I went through that I want to share, or maybe it was painful and don't want other people to experience the same pain. Anything there as far as agency ownership in general? I mean, it can definitely touch on LinkedIn, but but what would you share for that? I think one of the biggest lessons I have learned, especially over the last 
couple of years has been partnerships and which partnerships to explore and which partnerships are just not either not leading anywhere or are misaligned. I feel like Mm -hmm. I've made a good number of mistakes in just sinking a lot of free time into partnerships that don't go anywhere or getting into partnership with people that we just were not on the same page and trying to make it work. And I feel like especially as agency owners, and I think our personalities, like we want to help everyone. We want to work with everyone. We're like collaborative types. You know, we're cheerleader types, a lot of us by nature. And so it's really being thoughtful, I think, about the people that we do associate with and the people that we do business with. Just because we want to be friends with them doesn't mean we necessarily should do business with them. And so really (laughs) being thoughtful and strategic about those partnerships and knowing when to say no. Um, I tend to say yes too frequently. And so knowing when it's like, okay, let me actually pause and realign and figure out, is this really a good fit? Are we aligned? And do we have the same vision? I think is critical. Yeah, that's great. Well, Mindy, greatly appreciate your time and and sharing a little bit of your insight with us. Like I said, there's lots of ways people can get in contact with you. And I, I honestly think everyone should follow Mindy because LinkedIn is changing all the time. I mean, I follow it from a distance and I'm still surprised by all the new changes that come up. So follow Mindy and you you will be up to date, I promise, on all the new things to do. Check out the Mango Effect podcast coming up April 4. Mindy, thanks again. You're a great agency owner and a great source of information and expertise. So appreciate you. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun.